Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Michael K Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to the show at the NHL store. Now, we are celebrating the hockey holidays. This is the NHL flagship store at Manhattan West Plaza. And the NHL is launching the Starter Black Ice Apparel and Headwear Collection by Carl Banks. And Carl joins us now. Carl, I don't have any of the stuff, but it looks oh, great. You know what? It. Let me just say this, and I don't want you to be offended. Uh-huh. But your weight has fluctuated. And I think you are, you're looking very svelte right now. So if I'd known I was going to get you the size that you were... Triple XL. And then I'm glad I didn't uh-huh. because now we can get you a medium. No, not no, he's a medium. No. He's a medium. He's, he's like, I, I wear my clothes big now. Like, that's old. No, that's I, very I, 1990s. I, I'm old. Michael K. I'm 62. Yeah, but you know, you, to, like, you have a jeans? very fashionable family. I've seen, uh, obviously, I know your lovely wife, and uh-huh. I've seen your kids, and they dress up. In age-appropriate clothing (laughs) and size-appropriate clothing. So they don't want to look like they're just carrying their Their old dad around. Their old dad around, exactly. So where did you get the idea for this? Uh, Well, I've been a NHL licensee for over 20 years. Right. And we wanted to do something. We have a lot of our stuff is in the store, but we wanted to create something that kind of went back to the essence of hockey. Like when you talk to hockey players and you you ask them, where would you – grow up playing hockey like on a park in a frozen lake in the backyard mm-hmm. and so we wanted to get like kind of down to the the rare essence of hockey and that's why we call it black ice it's kind of a no frills fashion take mm-hmm. on hockey and it's um you know not team color but it's it's black and white it's black ice and um you know some essential stuff you got if you're going out to play hockey you're wearing thermals you probably got shorts on, but you got thermals underneath it. You got a hoodie or you got a crew neck, and you got a, uh, a really cool jacket on. So that's why we wanted to do this. How close were you to the sport growing up in Michigan? Uh, I, my first sport I tried was hockey. Hmm. I was the goofball who bought hockey skates instead of regular skates. And I tried, oh, you hate I that. tried to learn on hockey skates and, pl- and face planted at Mark, Mott Park in Flint, Michigan. <laughs> um, I'm a better roller skater than I am an ice skater, but I can. I can skate, but big, big hockey fan. Um, grew up Detroit Red Wings, and, you know, from there we go. Yeah. Midwest, you know, all of, of the Canada and the Midwest. You know, East Coast hockey folks. Yeah. Came late. How did you, Carl, how did, you've been doing starter for a long time. Yeah. How did you come into this position of, of being the guy for starter? It's a pretty cool post-career uh, Yeah, game. so it, it's kind of a, a full circle because when, when Starter first came into sports, I was one of their first um, endorsees. I was wow. one of the first to be part of their, their, their group of athletes. Late right? 80s. Yeah. We're talking about prime, prime yeah, Carl 80, Banks. 85, 86, they entered the sport. 
And um, I was one of their first brand ambassadors. And wow. so it's a funny story because David Beckerman, the founder of Starter, is, it's, is as genius as you can get because he's a gym rat. He's a coach. He's from Connecticut. And David was like he wanted to make sports a fashion fandom a fashionable and wearable experience. And if you sat with him, he would tell us this idea he had. He had great satin jackets. And he says, I want NFL games to be a runway. And I want you know fans to look at different stuff from sweaters to jackets to hats, everything. And because he was so so grounded in culture, like he resonated with everyone. So, you know, I did an interview the other day with Rakim and he was 17 years old rocking a red starter jacket, right? Mm -hmm. And it just became kind of a staple in pop culture. It transcended sports because yeah. it was so cool. It wasn't the basic um, stuff that used to, um, what did they call it? Hard, not hardware, sporting goods stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I love Crosby Sports, but, you know, that's where people could get their stuff from at that time. And it just wasn't a fashion take on it. It's so interesting because I'm sure to kids now this sounds kind of obvious, because they don't remember the era when sports apparel wasn't cool. Right. But really, if you go before starter and before the run of starter jackets, and of course, I'll be the first, and I'm sure you would agree, to give hip-hop a huge nod yes. in that explosion as well. Yes. But what it meant to see those jackets, all of a sudden, you're right, the satin jacket that coaches wore on the sideline. Yes. That was a jacket that you actually yeah. want. That wasn't a thing prior to, prior no, to that. No, and true story, like, it, I'm Pepper Johnson and I, we were out in the 80s, going to the Red Parrot, and in the car behind us, a limo, two guys step out. It's Jam Master J, rest in peace, wow. and DMC. DMC gets out and screams our name, and he's got on a, a blue uh, giant satin jacket. He's like, Giants, baby. And it's like, I'm like, okay, this is it. Like, everybody's rocking these things. But, so... You kept the relationship, though, all those years? No. So my company, G3 Sports by Carl Banks, we were doing a lot of different, we still do a lot of different um, sports apparel, but I, was, I wanted to do a Coming to America pack and because that, those jackets were prominent in that. And I went to the NFL and I said, hey, can you find out who owns the starter brand? They're like, it's dead. It's in Walmart. But I can put you in touch with the folks who own the IP. So they put me in touch with the folks at Iconics, and I said, look, I want to take this over. I want to take this license. I want to run with it. Wow. And they were like, well, it's in Walmart now. Good luck. I'm like, it's a legacy brand, right? It is the only non-shoe brand. We know Nike is the one that, that um, transcends all cultures, right? Starter is the only apparel brand that has done that. And so I knew if we did it right, and I went and found all the original factories, and I said, I want the original satin for the satin jacket. I want everything. And obviously, we had to update the styles and the sizing, Mike. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's what we do. We update yeah. with the time. Yeah. 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 And, um, and so we hit it. We hit the ground running. And, and it's been just tremendous. And, you know, when you look at sports, and especially hockey, um, some of the most iconic logos came out of starter designs in hockey like the Hartford Whalers is still my favorite logo of all times mm. um, you didn't have you you could walk any inner city street or any urban or regular uh, suburban street and kids were rocking hockey jerseys yep right most of those were starter is either CCM 
or starter. Right. Well, and, and 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 for example, I know, and you know, I'm a Penguins fan, so the 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 Penguin stuff was big. Snoop wore the gin and juice yeah. uh, jersey. But also, if you remember, Don, the starter that was big in hockey was the San Jose Sharks. Yes. When the Sharks came out with that crazy the, new yeah, logo the on the back of the, yeah. of the... Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks were yeah. big as well. Yeah. But it's amazing. You really brought it all the way back because I remember there was a time when Starter had gotten to that place and I would see a Starter product and I'd put it on and I'd be like, oh, it's not the same. Yeah, yeah. And then recently, a couple years ago, I texted you because I, I was at a Commander's game yeah. and I just couldn't resist. They had a pullover. Uh, a, a, it was a Washington football team pullover. Yeah, the I remember that, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I'm buying this Starter. And it had the same feel. The pockets were the yeah. same. And there's something so nostalgic about it and, and stylish. It's, it's a dope thing, well, man. What, what a shameless, humble brag that you have his number and you texted him. Come on. I mean, listen. You, I've been in New York for a long time. I don't have your number. You don't have a number? No. You should watch the spot yeah, that I, Don and I do. Yeah, you can get it. <laughs> because there's a number on it. It ain't my number, but people have been calling that I heard. I didn't want to say anything, but. It, it ain't my number, okay. but somebody, people are tweeting at me saying, I got your number. I'm like, no, you don't. But, yeah, good luck. <laughs> But there is a number there that. that there is a been. number if you want to try it. <laughs> no, no, everybody I'll get, else I'll is get trying it for Peter. It. Okay, it for uh, Peter's got the right number. Right, so l- let me talk a little Giants while you're here. Okay. Is Devito the real deal? I'm not saying great, but can he be in the NFL for a while, I even think, as a backup? I think Tommy Devito has has shown that he is an NFL quality quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a reason why he wasn't drafted. But that doesn't mean he doesn't belong because he's showing it with the opportunity that he has. Um, he's a 25-year-old rookie, so he's, you know, he's mature enough to absorb information. Mm-hmm. And I think he's got the mental capacity to really make adjustments when the coaches tell him, and he's excited about the game. That's the, that's the, the one thing you love about him is he's excited to play every Sunday he gets on the field. He's like, this might be my last time, so I'm going for it. So what do you do? After the Giants have this uh, bye week, do you play him or do you play Tyrod? Um, You probably play Tyrod. Really? But you know what Tyrod is, right? Sure. But it gives you the best chance to win, It gives you your best chance. If it doesn't go well, you still got DeVito. Right. But DeVito is – he was third on your depth chart. Injuries, he played well. Tyrod won a game when Daniel was out. They're going to go – I don't. I can't speak for Dable, but I would think they would go with Tyrod because they can open up more things. What if they were mathematically eliminated? Would you still go with Tyrod or just let uh, Tommy play it out? They play to win. They they will absolutely coach and play to win. So if they're mathematically out of it, because the evaluation process continues in a losing season. Um, players are playing for jobs, and it's like so. Everybody's got to be. You got to get the highest level. Yeah, I mean, you're ever. you're still auditioning, right? So if you go in the tank, and that's on film, right? And your team's not going to want you, and nobody else will and, either. And, and, and Carl, I mean, I, I fight with Dave Rothenberg about this. He I wants, heard you guys. He wants the morning. Giants to lose, and you, you've been in that room, all right. And if you're, if I'm a Giant fan, I'm rooting for the team, obviously, but I'm rooting for the players on the team. Yeah, just. Can you put into words what losing feels like? Even if you play well, Carl. Even if you have four sacks in a game. But to constantly lose every Sunday. What does that do to the room and the culture of the team? It's tough. And when you have leaders in your locker room, like a Saquon Barkley or a Dexter Lawrence and even a Sterling Shepard, those guys will not let themselves play at a a mediocre level. They're going to give 100%. They're going to expect everybody else. I was on a team in Washington for one year where I fought every week. 
Um, nobody believed in the coach. I came from a culture of winning. And there are just guys who just didn't care. And it drove me nuts. Um, but when you know your coach is getting fired and it's a rotten situation, yeah, those guys, they don't care. They'll tank. Well, they won't tank. They just won't give you their best. But when you are in a situation where they're rebuilding and they're working towards something, good players won't let their teammates tank. It'll be a t- it would be hell to pay if you weren't giving it 100%. Do you agree with what Tom Brady said, the game is not as good as it used to be and it's soft? I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, and I think there are several reasons. And, you know, I, I am not um, opposed to the rules changes that have made the game safer. But I think the lack of practice time, it is a direct result of all the bad offensive lines you're seeing in football. You got more quarterbacks hurt ever. Mm-hmm. And it's because offensive linemen don't develop in a year anymore. It takes offensive linemen in high school, they go passing camps in high school. In college, they never get in a three-point stance. And in the pros, they got to reteach these kids actually how to play the position because the, the simplest twist that's been around forever, the end tackle twist, right? Mm-hmm. You get two players in there, they can make it happen, right? But I've never seen a group of linemen over the last five years that they, every time they see this, the first time they see it, and they don't know how to pass it off. And you end up with free runners to your quarterback. And that you can't have. Like, I can get a talent deficiency. I understand that. And that's when you know you have to upgrade. But when you have guys who can't, and this is not just on a giant or jet team. You look across the league, guys are just running free hitting quarterbacks. And that is because it's a lack of development at certain positions, especially at the offensive line, because it, it takes time to develop those kids now. When it was really bad this season, mm-hmm. when they were getting embarrassed, did you ever lose faith in Dable? No. No. You, you think know, he's good? Yeah, I think he's good. I think he's the coach uh, that's going to be here and take this team to to good heights you know championships are kind of a luck of the draw sometimes but he's going to build one that's capable of going I really believe that both he he and Joe Shane and I'm not just saying that um, because I I see those guys weekly but if you have a have a conversation with Joe Shane if you ever want there's never a short answer no if you want to know about something he is going to explain their process and how they evaluate and it's a stark difference from what you get from guys that were their predecessors. And that's not a knock on them, but these guys, they approach it holistically. It's, it's not just analytics and it's not just the eyeball test. It's everything. And they ask every question of their, their um, talent evaluators. How does he play on, in adverse situations? Do you think he, if he goes two games without a sack, will he pout? It's all kinds of stuff like that. They give you – there are no short answers when you, you start talking to these guys. You know, I don't know if you're aware of this, Carl, but there were some people earlier this season who were really jumping out the window and saying that Kayvon Thibodeau was a disappointment. I'm not sure if you've heard that. Um, as we sit here – Yeah, I heard a little something about that. You, you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, I've never seen someone immediately get proved right quicker than you did. You can thank my commanders for that to some degree. Um, yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing with um, – our discourse now people can take a hot take and run with it and then if you press them on it this is not based on that situation but many you bet you press them on it and you ask them how do you know and if they tell you they never seen the kid play 
or I don't watch him, but I've seen enough, mm-hmm. then that's, I mean, we're in a bad state, right? And then the kid goes out and he plays his butt off, but he's always, I mean, you tell me he doesn't do something well. And this is, again, this is, it's a Dak Prescott conversation. Everybody wants to find out what he does wrong. He's winning, right? And, yeah, Dak, you don't like Dak because of this. You don't like, well, he's winning. He continues to win. So whatever you don't like about him, he'll take winning over that any day. But, but what's confusing about it, Don, is, is Don and I have told the story many times. We saw Kayvon at training camp when he was a rookie. We didn't love our interview with him. He didn't knock our socks off, yeah. right? But then we watched him play, and we sort of said, well, personality aside, yeah. this kid's a baller. I, mean, I saw him individually. He's individually beaten the commanders now twice. He did yeah. it last year, too, with the strip sack. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't know what people were seeing that they were so ready to jump ship well, on him. Well, because there was some narrative coming out of when he's coming out of college to say he doesn't even play hard every play, and I think that just kind of took on a life of its own. Um, the kid never... The kid is in tremendous, tremendous shape. I don't know if, what game it was, Seattle game maybe. He played 65 plays. He came out one play for water. Mm-hmm. But Unheard of for a guy who has to rush but, the pass or play the run and all that. But if he, if he, was, a, if he was a walk-on, you know, like Wayne Corbett was, mm-hmm. we would be going crazy. But he was the fifth overall pick. That's the problem that happens in sports sometimes, that now you're judged where you're drafted. And I think right. he was put at a disadvantage because he wasn't on a great team. He's the fifth overall pick. Sure. And now you're judging him as a bust. It goes on with, in hockey with uh, Alexei Lafreniere, first overall pick. Well, he's, he's not Steven Stamkos. He's well, not Connor McDavid. Lafreniere put the team on his back the other day right. in overtime. So. And, again, if he's taken in the, in the fourth round, we love him, first overall pick. What is there pick. not to like about the kid? His rookie year, he was hurt half the year. And then he comes back and he ends the season with, like, four or five sacks. Um, tackles for loss. So he's dispelling the narrative to begin with. When you, you say, well, he's a bust, well, he didn't play his, half his year because he, he had injuries. Right. When he comes back, he's playing well and he picks up where he left off. But it's the, it's the negativity that has kind of, I don't want to say it's ruined a fan's experience, but it has taken but- some objectivity out of it because people who sometimes position themselves as authorities because they talk loud and they can scream you down, people perceive them as right. That's not necessarily well, the case. Well, it's it, even in politics. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's our well, national and, discourse. Yeah. And, yeah. Also, and also, Carl, you're at a disadvantage because, oh, you work for the Giants, so of course you're going to talk him up. But if anybody, I don't care. But here's the you, you, I do. you don't care. Two things can be true. If, right. you, oh. if, if you've seen me or listened to me on a broadcast – I'm more critical than well, anybody. Bob, no. Carl, you and Bob are so more I, critical. I make no apologies. I, Michael and I, because we have kids. I mean, yeah. we can't sit there. I'm not a you know sick guy like Dave Rothenberg who just tells his family to go scratch. So a lot of times I'm in the car, and, 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 and I love you and Bob, so I listen yeah. to you. If they listen to you and how critical you are during games, they wouldn't have that opinion. But in life, but that's it's a, always, well, he works, he works for the Rangers. So oh, yeah, that's, that's a them problem. Well, that's not a me problem, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, shouldn't Because if you take your time to listen – then you'll know, I know a little something about this, and I'm not afraid to speak on it. <laughs> I, I, I want to get to, to what, what transpired. We're, like, talking around it. Sure. And I've known Brandon forever. We used to work with him. I consider yeah. him a friend. I don't I don't Sal I know all. Sal, too. I, know I don't know I like Sal. Him. Was that uncomfortable for you to, like, be put into the spotlight about something that, you know, oh, gee, you walked off the show. You didn't want to be, or they, they hung up, and then you didn't want to come back. Was that an uncomfortable thing for you? No. No. Really? Um, my father was a great debater. Mm-hmm. 
I got no problem with debate. I have a problem with debating someone who will not acknowledge facts. It's a waste of time at that point. Um, and let me just say this. I got nothing but love for Brandon. Mm-hmm. He's, he's my guy, right? Um, I don't know Sal. Um, but I respect his fandom. Mm-hmm. I, I, I respect his, his enthusiasm. Um, but the realization came to me after that. Yes, nobody wants to be. And I'm saying something, folks, that I have said to them. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, nobody, don't think I'm taking shots because I've had these same conversations with them and their, their uh, program director. Yes, it's disrespectful to be hung up on. Um, but that, we got, we had that conversation. But the realization to me is that that's not a platform I want to be on, right? When, and I'm not telling you facts are not facts. I think they, they um, speak facts a lot, right? Mm-hmm. But when you want to have a position on someone and you want to ask me about it and you tell me you haven't seen that person or you don't watch that person, then I'm like, well, what are we talking about? Because I'm going to tell you what he's doing. And if you can only tell me what he's not doing, then you're not paying attention to what he's doing. Were you insulted that you got hung up on? Um, yeah, to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know what? You move on. It's, it's uh, you know, like I said, I had conversations with every one of those, those individuals. And um, I just, it just wasn't for me. You know, you realize... I'm not, this is, I'm, I don't want to say I'm bigger than them, mm-hmm. but I'm bigger than arguing back and forth with people. I got a lot of other things that uh, interest that benefit from me doing things the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I built my, my brand. That's how I built the stuff that we're doing right now. Thank you for the support in, in broadcasting this. But I'm not going to buffoon myself, right? And not, not that they're asking me to, but I, going back and forth when, a fact is sitting right here as plain as this cup. Right. I'm not. It's a cup. Don't tell me. You can tell me it ain't. I'm telling you it is. Well, and, and also, like we like to say on the show, you also have a couple of rings jingling and jangling around in your pocket. That's, that's besides the point, right? No, but, 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 it's worth, but it's worth a level. I saw the anger in the fans defending right. a, a guy who brought that. joy to and, a fan base you know here who deserves respect. You know what? That, the, I would tell you, Michael, the thing that got me was I'm being treated like Carl from Sea Caucus. Right. Like, I'm not a regular caller, right? Um, and I try to bring things that are either make people smarter or more informed about a subject. And again, we're done, we're done with the you hung up on me part of it. You go home and you sit and you think and you say, this ain't where I want to be. It's, right. not, it's not the platform that's for me. And it works for them and good. You know, I'm wishing everybody the best, but it wasn't for me anymore. I mean, it just, when you, when you have that, it's almost like you had that one argument and you've been like, okay, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, right. I'm not doing this anymore. Whoever's right or wrong in this, I'm just not doing it anymore. And that was kind of where I was. And again, I don't take shots because if, if I'm saying it here, I've already said it to the people that were involved. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing groundbreaking here. So did you talk uh, to Gio after his uh, words no. on the air? That conversation hasn't happened. It's not going to happen. Because those were loud words. Those so, were very loud words. Well, here, here's the thing. Without even commenting on it, there are people in life 
that will say or do things that have no, that has zero impact on what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. That, I, hey, look, bro, that's a you thing. I ain't got nothing to do with that. And so, um, and given the fact that it's who it is, I'm going to leave it alone. Um, I'm not below petty. I'm not above petty. Don't poke the bear because, you know, I can go there. But it's not worth it because... This man's it's, a hero. You're a treasure. It's, but it's what it is. No, it's, it's a person it's, that's comfortable with who he is. When you consider the source, I'm not doing that, right? right. Um, I'm just not. It's like go on and grandstand if you want. And, I, okay, you haven't infected my life one day. Yep. Your money's – the checks are still clearing? Everything's I'm good. All right. All right. Now, before we let you go, is Daniel Jones your quarterback moving forward? or do, should they He is next year. Um, should they draft a quarterback with their pick? I think they'll make the right decision with that. I don't think they're adverse to that. Um, Has Daniel shown you enough? So, I mean, let me, let me frame this the right way. Mm -hmm. I – this is my opinion. It's open for debate if you want, but I'm not debating it because this is what I feel, mm -hmm. right? Um, I think he has the requisite, requisite tools, um, good arm, good height, good speed, right? Um, can be accurate, but I will say this. He took a step back. Mm -hmm. um, I think mentally he was shot. I think By the time he got hurt. By the time he yeah. got hurt, he was shot. Mm -hmm. The lack of time just constantly being – He was getting hit a lot. And, I mean, when I talk about free runners, the one that put him out the first time, he got whiplash. He got hit so hard. Um, and I think the Dallas game, he took some hits late in that Dallas game, and I think this started to set the table. Why do you think he was still in that game? Yeah, do you ever – ever... I, I question that too. I yeah. think only the coach can tell you that. And probably in hindsight, he probably would have pulled him out. But late in that game, he took some shots. And I think that started the process because every team – and I said it after that game. If I'm a defensive coordinator, at the top of my scouting report – Pressure, pressure Daniel Jones early, he'll make bad decisions. Mm. And I think as by, by the time we got to week four, he just wasn't seeing it because he had gotten hit so much. So, yes, I think he has the requisite tools. How does he come back mentally is what I want to see because I thought he was a strong kid, but, I, you know, listen, you get hit as much as he did, I, I can understand why yeah, he made some bad decisions. Broken. but. Um, we saw it with the car kid in, in Houston. Yeah. Um, they broke him. He never recovered from right, it. Right. But um, I do believe in his talent. I believe in his character. Um, but he did step back. Um, I'm not afraid to say that. He made some bad decisions this year. But I kind of understand why without even being an apologist. I, I do understand why. I've been that guy who hit those quarterbacks and made sure them have. So, Good yeah. luck with the black ice collection. Thank you. Yeah. And do, what, uh, let's get your official size now. XL. I used to be double XL. You used to be. Okay, X, you're a large. No, no, I'm not. It would you're be too a large. Small. He's too You'll tall. be handsome in a large. I, no. This one fits me. It's a little big. He'd be good in a large. Thank you for the jacket. I do not need that a is large. such an exclusive jacket, too. Thank just you. It was, a, so it was an honor. No, no, you'll exclusive. get another one. Thank you for considering me. It was an honor to be a no, part of all this. Thank you for being a part of this. You made it what it is. Do you have a hat big it. enough for me? Like, like See, a I didn't want to go into the whole Michael K. Head thing. It's too easy. Long face, not a big Is that why you were carrying the body weight to kind of. Yeah, so 
challenge the head. Wow. I'm going to leave it alone. Thanks so much, I Mark. love yeah. you. I love your family. And <laughs> I am not going to have your kids mad at me for talking about their dad. Have a great holiday. Have a great holiday. All right. Thanks, Thanks buddy. guys. Well, the holidays are here. Let Omaha Steak take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully. Curated gift packages are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use promo code K at checkout, get an additional $30 off your order. Send tender, juicy, butcher's cut filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or even easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. This offer won't last long. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shipping rush. I'm not just reading this. I actually consume Omaha Steaks. Their burgers, they're unbelievable. The quality is off the charts. The taste is amazing. My son and I sit down for steak dinners every couple of days, and Omaha Steaks is where we order the steak. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use promo code K at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today. Knowing you're ordering the very best, visit omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide. Plus, use promo code K at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Sebastian Maniscalco is coming to Madison Square Garden on Wednesday, September 18th and Thursday, September 19th of 2024. ESPN New York has your chance to score tickets this week on DPHO and Rothenberg. And right here on the Michael K. Show, brought to you by Live Nation. Tickets go on sale at 10 a.m. this Friday, December 1st at Ticketmaster.com. And how about this, guys? Sebastian Maniscalco is going to join us at 4 o'clock next Tuesday. Oh, that's a big deal. How about that? Hey, listen, Promoting I- the 2028 uh, and 29 shows? 24. 24, sorry. Yeah. sorry. That's a long way off. I mean, I, I saw it when I was walking by the garden today. I'm like, God, 
It's like another another era. It's, you think you'd be alive then? We well, hope I mean, so. You know, we, uh, no, I'm we, just saying. I'm asking. Boy, no one could. No no, one I, could. You know what? I'm going to say no. I, I'm going to say I don't think there's much of a shot. Now, of course, I mean, what am I supposed to say? <laughs> but it is weird. I mean, no, no offense to the people of the Garden or, or Sebastian himself, but like September. Well, he's in. He's can not, I enjoy my summer? But he's, how, about, how about Christmas? He's not on the talk about that. He's on the talk about his new show, the the, the oh, bookie. The tri- he's on the talk about the book. Yeah, yeah. he's very funny. I love him. Did you see the movie? Which one? With Robert De Niro. No, it was very good. Very I good. saw the trailer. Well, it's not seeing the movie. I never claimed I saw the movie. I'm just. Oh, trying what's to... the movie called again? Uh, my father. Some. Uh... Oh, the the father-in-law or the father. No, it's his father. It's his, it's about... his, his life story. Essentially. Oh, it's actually it's actually Maniscalco's story. Yeah, kind of, I mean with, with tweaks, but it's essentially his. I, life I, story. I still maintain the rise of comedians is sort of like the weirdest of all. Stars, that but it's come not along. that weird because comedians are acting about no, no, my no, no, father. No. What about my father? That's it. It was no, about no, his not, father. Not that. I mean the acting part. I just mean the way that they can sort of become huge, and it feels overnight, but it's not overnight. Like Maniscalco is not overnight, right? But in a real way, I felt like one day I was living my life and I'd never heard of this guy my entire life, and then I saw he's selling out MSG. Like it's just weird how well, comedy works well, that way. They build their well, following. Also, the streaming services help. Yeah, it's it's no different than in music. I mean, there's a lot of bands that are true. like, oh, it's a new band. Well, they've been around for 20 years. They finally have a hit song, and they have their moment. And the Where moment they hit goes the away. mainstream, but they've had their people. I mean, we were talking about Andrew Dice Clay last week. I don't think there's ever been a bigger moment than Andrew Dice Clay. I mean, he went from you know, banging the bushes, so to speak, to going and playing Madison oh. Square Garden. And then it and then it, it faded out. That That's why I respect guys like George Carlin, who never had the Garden moment, but stayed consistent for decades decades that's the hard thing to do that's the rolling stones that's the beatles you know so uh well that's and that's 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 why you know say whatever you want about the last couple of years and where he's gone with stuff that's why there's not even a to me a close second Chappelle is the comedian of this era for what he's done over the last 20 years yeah this run of like he can just show up and announce an arena and then two weeks later he's at msg in front of 17,000 people yeah, it's amazing it's it's unusual we were talking the uh, yesterday about the albert brooks documentary sure in it we found out i bet you didn't know this i didn't know sure. it. lorne michaels and dick ebersole mm-hmm. offered him the permanent hosting job of saturday night live when they started Oh, like we'll just have a full-time host and it'll okay. be you. This week it's uh, Timothy oh. Chalamet and the next week it's going to be Lady Gaga. No, no. He was going to be the guy every single week. Wow. But, and, he, and he said it would be better if we alternated hosts. And then he did like short films for each. That's where the, he was the one that developed the, the, the short films in, in Saturday Night Live. Right. I got to tell you, I don't know if you're a big fan of Albert Brooks. I came away with two things. I had no idea. As, and I'm a fan that he was as big as he was. And that he is the comedian's comedian. Like David Letterman said in the documentary, I'd rather have his career. And he dated Linda Ronstadt. He was a real, yeah. he was a ladies' man. And too. it's a throwaway in the documentary, which is money. What, was, was, was Linda Ronstadt considered a like? Oh, oh my God, Oh, my Peter. God. No, I mean, I, I, like, yeah. I like I Don't Know Much with, by Aaron Neville and Linda Ronstadt, but I don't. No, Linda Ronstadt was. I was in utero when this was a, ton, a thing. No, but, so. you know, again, my, Michael's no, line. No, it, it it's is. not true. Linda Ronstadt's public hotness is not something that transcends, like, go, the Civil War. No, you're wrong. <laughs> go, go look at the cover of the album where she's wearing, like, roller skates. Go do that, okay? And then, and then shut your trap. Yeah, but it's, I'm 
just telling you right now. I just looked at John. He gave me the look in my. He, well, we don't didn't go know. by John. Go look up Linda Ron. I'm not album. doubting whether or not I'm going to find an attractive picture. I'm saying I didn't know that that was part of the Linda Ronstadt brand, like like Dolly Parton. That she was attractive. Not really. I just thought she had a beautiful voice. Uh, she also was a beautiful woman. I, I, I listen. I'm. I, I'm a bad person, okay? <laughs> I don't. Where, Linda, I didn't know you were hot. I'm I sorry. You're know. still hot. I don't know. I was not suggesting. I don't know much, but I know I love you. <sighs> I don't know much. Well, let's take some phone calls. one 3776 but we'll do it after I tell you about Black Friday now at Bay Ridge Honda. Your family-owned and operated dealer for over 60 years. There were 200 new 2024 Honda models in stock, all priced below MSRP. Plus, they'll take your trade even if you don't buy from them. Pretty cool, right? Shop Bay Ridge Honda, a 2022 President's Award winner at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. Available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. Must take same-day delivery. MSRP discounts not available on future or pre-sold inventory. See dealer for details. Ends 11-30-2023. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. That's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. Well, the 2024 Navy Federal Credit Union NHL Stadium Series comes to MetLife Stadium this winter for two games featuring four division rivals. The Flyers face off against the Devils on Saturday, February 17th at 8 p.m. And the Rangers take on the Islanders on Sunday, February 18th at 3 p.m. Tickets are on sale now at NHL.com slash Stadium Series Tickets. Keep it locked in to the K-Show today for your chance to score tickets right here on ESPN New York. Let's go to Patty in Staten Island. Patty. Patty. What's up? Hello, Patty. Patty. Yeah, I hear you. All right, go, Patty. Okay, I know you're not talking about the Yankees now. Talk about everything. But I got it. But I gotta ask you honestly, what? Uh, what are they gonna do something? When, they, when is Hal Steinbrenner gonna like get over his love affair with Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone? You know, other people do get rid of their uh, their managers and their vice presidents. It happens all the time. What? What is this? This thing that he won't let go of? He certainly isn't a fan of baseball. He is a fan of making money, but not of baseball. How do you know he's not a fan of baseball? What? How do you know well, he's not he a, fan a fan of baseball? baseball? He would see that there's something wrong since we haven't won anything since 2009. Right. So the Mets haven't won anything since 1986. Oh, please. I don't even look at the Mets. Well, that's good stuff. We got a drop at it. Don't hang up. You didn't hang up, did you? No. no uh, I think it's... It, I mean, I think somebody uh, took the phone from him. To, to, oh, Patty! I mean, to to make to that's make a drop a, though. To make a comment like he doesn't like, how do you know he doesn't like baseball? And well, he's not firing Boone see, and Cashman because he doesn't think they're doing a see, bad job. See, that's the arrogance that drives people crazy about the Yankees. Seriously, Michael. I mean, the Yankees are a, a great organization, but when you get fans like that, like, th- think about the statement, Peter. 
We haven't won since 2009. As if, like, cavemen walked the earth back in 2009. And then you bring up all the Mets have ones that say, well, I don't even watch them. Because all you do is consume the Yankees. You expect a championship every year. Sorry your life is so awful. Did you see this photo? Yeah. What about it? But did you see the caption? No. It's a troubling photo of you and Don, to say the least. And if you really look at the facial expressions, it's not a terribly off caption. (laughs) Guy tries to do something nice. The guy tries to do something nice. I, I have to repost this, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Let's lean into it. I, I have to. Uh, why is all the food in front of me, by the way? Because you're the one they know consuming I'm fighting the fight. it. You're exhuming it. Oh, see, that, see that's ignorant. Because I, 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 I had one wing. somebody run out and get Don some Doritos? I, I had to one it. wing. There you go. Griffin see, in Connecticut. killing us on social media. Griffin in Connecticut. <laughs> hey, guys. Hello, Griffin. How are you? Great. Oh, back-to-back calls. Uh, let go, me get Griff, to my go. Point. Come on, what's up? Okay, 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 okay. Um, uh, I have a Yankee point. Um, I've been hearing about um, J.P. J- J- Morosi on the MLB Network when he said John Hu Lee, that they're, that they're interested in him. I don't know, like, are you familiar with him? Have you yeah, he's a great, he's a great defensive center what fielder. He is? He's a great defensive center fielder from Japan. He happens to be a pretty good hitter, uh, doesn't have uh, an inordinate amount of power, but he's an outstanding defender. And, you know, one thing, and we thank you for the phone call, Griffin, just because the, you, you get all these reports from people, well, they're interested. They're, yeah, they're interested in everybody. They're laying a wide net out there. So, that, you know, there's reports today from Andy Martino that the Padres and the Yankees have already, like, exchanged some names and that they're far apart. They're, they're doing their due diligence on everybody. Just because you hear that they're interested in them doesn't mean that those are the guys that they're going to get. It's right. just not the way it works. But that's how fans go. They just they, they read every report, and it's going to happen. When it doesn't happen, they blame the Yankees for it not happening. i got the same jacket as a former NHLer. So let, let's let's put this together, Peter. Let's try to do uh, some work here. I, I'm supposed this, to hear myself. Oh, there, there we go. There you go. go. Okay. There's four people here. Yeah. Two of them, yes. Don LaGreca and P.K. Subban, have this beautiful, expensive leather jacket. Well, four really good-looking people, by the way. Thank oh, you, well, we're all good-looking guys. <laughs> Thank you. But you guys there. are better-looking because you're sporting leather. Well, well, but hold on. But let me let me let me just explain real quick. Carl explained this earlier. Right. This jacket that PK and Don are wearing. Right. This he wanted to like replicate the classic old school Def Jam record label jacket, where it's like the exclusive for the people. Don's the face of the commercial. This is PK Subban, a face of the NF- uh, NHL. Right. There's a reason they have it. Who there are you go. and I? We don't deserve the jacket. I don't know about that. My dad said I got a, a good face for radio. He never <laughs> said that I could be the face of anything. But it's working out for you though. Well. So far, so good. But the jackets are nice. I will say, they definitely uh, elevate us, for sure. Yeah, it's a good-looking car. Right? No, they do. It's a fantastic. Beautiful jacket. Yeah, it's beautiful leather. Do you you like uh, the transformation from player to analyst? Is it smooth for you? Yeah, it's been been pretty easy, to be honest with you. I was uh, excited for the next chapter. I think... Also, people can understand, like, you don't get a whole lot of balance when you're playing, right? So it's 13 years, but I've been playing hockey since I was two and a half, you know? So, you, you, you know, you're on a, a schedule all the time, a structured schedule all the time. And as you get older in sports, you know, your personal time gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And you got to spend more time on your body. And the way that I do it, I just, I can't. You know, I can't compromise the way that and my my approach to the game. I do everything a certain way, and that's at the highest level. And uh, you know, but you also want to be in a position where you can 
you can feel good at the end of the year. I think that I also needed to be in the right situation to keep playing and do all that stuff. And for me, it was better for me to, to, to say, you know what? This is it for me. Chapter one's done. I'm moving on to the second chapter. And it's been awesome. I mean, mer- working with Mark Messier and Steve Levy every game, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. And ESPN's been gracious enough to put me on the big desk right away so I didn't have to wait too long. And uh, uh, it's a privilege to be there. Well, two things. I, off the air, I have stories about Levy. Okay. All years. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can I get mean, into that. I'll like get into stories that. Stories like you can't believe. That's number okay. one. Number two, every ex-athlete that I spoke to after they retired, they said they didn't miss playing as much as they missed the camaraderie. Is that how it is with you? Well, anybody that knows me, I'm always kind of in the mix. Mm-hmm. So, like, I talk to all my ex-teammates. I'm around. I have my close friends. Um, you know, we travel a lot. We, we go to really cool places. We have great experiences. I live my life moment by moment. I don't think about anything else. You know, I live in the moment and I'm very appreciative of, you know, the fact that I could retire at 33. You know, there's a lot of athletes that can't retire at 33. They got to keep playing. I didn't, I could retire at 33. So I'm enjoying it. Um, but to say what I miss, what I miss, I didn't really miss the traveling. You know, being on a plane all the time. Like, I like, I'm a homebody guy. I like to be at home mm-hmm. and spend time when I want to be home. So I didn't miss that part of it. But being in the locker room with the guys, like on a Friday night on the road, when we're in Vancouver and we know we got two nights and we get a big win on the road and we know we're going out, we're having a big team dinner. Like, you miss those nights because right. that's where you get to know your teammates. You build bonds with them. That's why you go to and fight for your teammate when he gets hit from behind is because you remember those moments when he finally opened up to you over a couple beers. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, that's what you miss. But I did that for a long time. So, you know, I'm, I'm good. Now, well, I'm sorry. No, you go. You're a big NBA fan. Do you like oh. the in-season tournament? And is it something you'd want to see the NHL ever th- think of doing? You want me to be honest about that? Please. I would. saying I'm a big NBA guy. You know, I'm a little bit down on the NBA, to be honest with you. I'm a big Kobe guy. I'm a huge Kobe guy. I had a chance to meet Kobe and get to know him his last year. I met him his last game in Boston. And my first year in Nashville, when we went to the cup final, I was actually able to text with Kobe and ask him certain things during the final, which is really cool for me because I grew up, you know, my sister played basketball, was the all-time leading scorer at her university in Toronto for, for a little while. My dad played basketball growing up. Um, so, you know, it was kind of basketball family before it became a hockey family. And uh, I really, you know, looked up to Kobe Bryant, idolized him. You know, I, I love Michael Jordan. You know, that's my guy. But I never really got to watch Michael play. I got to watch Kobe play. And so I think that what I appreciated the most about Kobe is I expected everybody to kind of live up to that standard mm-hmm. and carry themselves the way he did and be the way that he did. Effort-wise, being Effort out there every wise, night. Effort-wise. And I don't know. I, I watched some guys play. But I don't watch all the time as much as I used to. When the playoffs come, I'll watch because I enjoy it. But, you know, hockey's very similar to basketball in a lot of ways. Five players, we play zone defense, man on man. It's not, it's not hard to understand the game of basketball for me. But I really miss Kobe playing. I really enjoyed watching him and his competitive nature. And I, I, I hope the NBA gets a guy similar to his personality that comes in and sets the tone. I think Damian Lillard's another guy I like to watch. You know, I like the way he carries himself, how humble he is, but the way he plays and his approach to the game. So I watch it every now and then. But I, I really love watching football. 
that's that's the sport that I like to watch outside of hockey. PK Subban is with us. Before we let you go, I'm just curious. I mean, I'm not the, the hockey fan that Don is. The Rangers are off to an unbelievable start. Remarkable start. Do they have start. the staying power to be this good the whole season? Well, I I, I did my quarter report yesterday, and uh, for me, the the Rangers, the biggest thing was going to be. Like, when can they kind of settle in? We know they got the offensive firepower. We know they can go, they can win a game 7-6, 7-5. We know that. We've seen them do it. But can they consistently come out and literally trust their game, trust their system, and win a game in 60 minutes and not be worried about, hey, are we up by a couple goals or not? Know that if they're down by a goal, that they might get the, first, the next two goals in the last two minutes of the game. Can they play that way? Can they trust their system? And I think Peter Laviolette, who's coaching this team, was my coach in Nashville when we went to the cup final for those three years. You know, Phil Housley, who's running the defense, their whole staff from the, their athletic therapist, Andy Hossler, I had them all in Nashville. And I know exactly what Peter Laviolette's going to do with his system and the way that he coaches through the neutral zone. They're going to find themselves in a position come playoff time that they're going to be extremely confident with their game. They're going to have trust in their game. And I think that's what they needed. For those young players, outside of your skill, you know you have the skill set to, to game break and open games up. You have to have the confidence that, you know what? I can trust my skill, my, my system today. I only have my B game. I can trust that our system is going to get the job done. And I think that's what you're seeing. I mean, they're, I think, what's their record? 15, 15 4, yeah, 4, 15, one. 4 and 1. Yeah. And 8, 2 and 1 without Adam Fox, a yeah. Norris Trophy winning defense. He's back tonight. Like, so I'll be at the game tonight. But uh, I, I think that it's a perfect storm for them. Them losing Shesterkin, Fox, Hedo. Now Kako, Kako, I know. It's too bad. You hope he's not out too long. But them missing those players and having success, tremendous, tremendous boost of confidence for this team. So I think that there were times where I looked at them as a frail team. I think this is a, a lot stronger built team now. And a lot of that has to do with growth and development. Mm -hmm. Some of those young guys needed time. PK, I got one thing for you before you go. Yeah. You are a uh, Torontonian of Jamaican descent. You, you Jamaican and Monstration descent. Everybody forgets that my mom gets so mad, and it's not on you. <laughs> Everybody does this. I'm also Monstration. So, so, but you come from a Caribbean background in yeah. Toronto. Yep. So you grew up like around Carabana and this incredible culture in Toronto. Yes. Then you become an NHL superstar. Have you ever met anyone else who has you can relate to life-wise in a complete way? Like, are, you just seem like one of a kind, life-wise. <laughs> it's a it's a good point because it, it is different, you know. <laughs> and even in my family, like, I'm so much different from my brothers, too. Like, if you talk to Malcolm and Jordan, maybe Jordan, you know, he's he's got a little spice to him. But there's nobody really in my family that's like me either. You know, I'm the middle child. So, you know, Malcolm and Jordan, Jordan's a 95, Malcolm's a 93, I'm an 89, Tasha's an 86, and my sister Taz is an 81. So I'm kind of floating in the middle. And because I left home at 15, 16, I was already used to being the middle child anyway. So I was already floating on my own. So for me to lock in and focus on what I was doing was probably a lot easier for me than any of the other kids in my family if they had to move away from home. But you're right. I, I don't. Like, a lot of my friends are older than me. A lot of my, my friends are in their 50s. Well, you, you have know, to have 60s. friends from every single walk of life, from so, every country on the globe. <laughs> so it's funny. My, my, my closest friend is here, Chris O'Sullivan. You know, he's, he's from Boston. 
you know, Irish grew up with 11 brothers and sisters in Dorchester, you know, but he played hockey for 12 years and I've known him for 14, 15 years. Uh, and you said this about the having friends from a different, you know, all different walks of life. I was 27 and I had my birthday party in Toronto at my house and we took this group picture and that's exactly what my dad said. He said, you know, what I'm most proud about is you have friends from all different walks of life, guys that are in their 60s, old teammates, black, white, brown, Asian, doesn't matter, you know, bus boys at, at bars that I got to know, the garage guy from Montreal that worked at the Bell Center, you know, for the seven years or 10 years that I was there. So I've always been just that guy. You know, I grew up in, a, in inner city Toronto. I went to high school in, in you know, Jane and Dundas, running me collegiate. So even though I played hockey, I went to high school where I had friends bringing shotguns to school. And you know what I mean? Like I was we, in listen, that. We look forward to I the I was book. in that mix. So, you know, for a lot of my teammates, you know, that guys that I played with, they don't, they don't understand that. They don't know that. Right? So, um, but my dad also was, my, was a principal like two blocks away from where I went to high school. So, you know what I mean? He wasn't, he wasn't far from grabbing me if he needed to and straightening me out. And, and my parents were great with that stuff. But... You know, you're right. It is difficult. It's a life. It's a life. It is, yeah. So that's why I'm looking forward to retirement now and being able to balance things out and and focus on just, like, kind of bringing everything kind of together. PK, thanks for dropping by. Nice, Appreciate man. it. Thank really you, guys. Good. Thank see you at the garden. Yeah, we'll that's see PK you guys. Subban. And when we come back, we'll talk to Dan Orlovsky, get his take on DeVito and whether or not Rodgers should attempt to play. But first, Don, I have something to tell you. Don LeGrecker here for Ramsey Mazda. This is the season, the season to save at Ramsey Mazda during the Season of Inspiration sales event. Like a new 2024 Mazda CX-30 for two nineteen a month or a new 2024 Mazda CX-5 for two seventy nine a month. Find your new Mazda at Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. Call 833-853-2970 for details. Zero security deposit. VIN RM6079400 and R0376058. MSRP 26635 31345 Tax title registration extra ends 113023. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.